1: Um Sabers lose 4 to 1 to the uh Arizona Coyotes. I'll repeat that. The Buffalo Sabers lost a National Hockey League game to the Arizona Coyotes. One day removed from announcing that they are going back to the uh infamous uh goathead jersey and um it's uh yeah, I'm just really really, really 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 irritated with uh, just I don't know anyone just want to say effort but just um, the lack of urgency uh, in their game tonight and um, Don Granado said it best in the post game. Um, he doesn't care what the numbers say, you know you know how Buffalo played. Um, they didn't come ready to play in the way they needed to to win a hockey game tonight. And if you look at all three of Arizona's goals, that is a perfect example of a team that was out to win a hockey game, throwing pucks to the net and scoring goals. Uh, uh, you know, in 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 ways that you know they're not going to make you know a highlight reel. They're not going to make ESPN or Sports Center top ten. They're just throwing pucks on net and hoping for the best, getting bodies to the net, making it difficult for Comrie to see pucks. And that's what they did tonight. Uh, that's absolutely what they did tonight. Um, and Don Granato said it best. Um, this is like an an, uh, an exact depiction. He's out of kind of the way their previous day's practice went. Um, he didn't like the way they practiced the day before. And today showed it. So uh, with that being said, this was the absolute definition, definition of a stinker. You have Arizona's social media team dunking on you, posting memes of a Zamboni towing an L, uh, you know, obviously hinting at uh, what transpired between the second and third period, the Zambonis. Uh, Zamboni breaking down and one Zamboni having to tow the other Zamboni to get it off the ice causing a 20 minute delay, uh, you know, a 40 minute break in between periods, which is very unheard of. I mean, now we've seen everything, a Zamboni, is Zamb, towing a Zamboni, uh, only here in Buffalo. Right. So, uh, I mean, joined by producer Steve, um, as yeah. always, uh, you know, whether you win, lose, or, you know, whatever, we're here to talk about it. And, um, Steve, uh, just your, your thoughts on tonight's loss and, um, You know, the emotions you felt during it, especially in that third period Mm. when it was absolutely prevalent that they needed to get bodies in the net and pucks in the net, and they just kept cycling and cycling and just trying to be too cute. Uh,
0: Yeah, that was just uh, fundamentally unacceptable from top to bottom, start to finish. You can make all the excuses you want that the decor's – Far from 100%. We're, we don't even think Labushkin and Dahlien are even at 100%. You can make excuses for three unfortunate bounces that led to three unfortunate goals. I don't fucking care. The Arizona Coyotes are a team that are propped up by pure charity in the form of Arizona State and Gary fucking Bettman. This is a team that is so inept at being a team, the city in which they called home kick them the fuck out. of their arena. This is a team with gun to my head. I know six players by name and everyone else. I couldn't tell you what, what position they play, when they got drafted, what teams they played for before. These are fucking ghosts. And you can't fucking call yourself a contender. You can't even call yourself a team in the hunt. You can't call yourself a team on the rise and lose a game like that to a fucking team like that and i'm not mad just because you lost i'm not a big baby like you're gonna lose games but every single player in that locker room that calls themselves a leader on this team should want to punch themselves in the fucking face for playing the way you did tonight every single one of them should be just as fucking mad as i am because that was just unacceptable from top to bottom start to finish and again, whatever. Unlucky bounces. You know, you didn't have the puck luck. I don't fucking care. You don't let a team that fucking inept come into your barn and make you look like the laughing stock of the NHL. That's a fucking disgrace. I'm, there's no There's no sugarcoat in this one. You don't just brush this one off and move on to the next one. You got to look inward on this one. This was fucking bad. This was just bad. Yep. And everyone should feel bad. Yep. And I'm, and I'm sorry if that's not a positive vibe. I know we love the vibes lately, but like that was just no, you, you need to think critically about the choices you made tonight and fucking never make those decisions again.
1: Yeah, you gotta sit damn. You gotta sit in the corner and think this one out. Um you know, I, I, I I watched that third period where you go down by by two. Um, it's getting like the 10 minute mark and the Sabres are still just trying to be cute. I mean, don't get me wrong. Some of their site, it was working well. I thought power looked pretty good tonight in terms of, you know, puck possession and, you know, advancing the puck up ice. And he had a couple keep ins and, you know, I thought power looked good, but regardless you're trying to work the puck to the middle of the ice where Arizona is really making it hard for you uh, in the offensive zone. Just get pucks to the get pucks on the outside into the point and just get them on net. Have two bodies there. Like, I just – I don't understand. And when we pull the goalie, man, like, Jesus Christ. You know, get – like, personally for me, I thought Granado should have pulled the goalie before they got that icing call. I thought when you had possession in the zone, you're down by two. You should have pulled the goalie with about two minutes and 30 seconds left because then what happens? You get that timeout, you pull the goalie, you don't gain possession, the puck ends up in your net. I per, I'm on the side. I lean on the side of get possession of the puck, and that icing probably doesn't happen if you happen if you have a six man out there. You had possession. Get your goalie out of the net. Like, I don't know. That's just me. Um, but that being said, like, I don't know, man. I just watching them continuously cycle the puck. i um, <clears throat> trying to look for that perfect opportunity. And then on Tage Thompson had a great opportunity there. You know, he he made a great move. Uh, I think he, uh, uh, you know, he, he lost the puck on a stick. I think, was it maybe Dolly or not Dolly, It was either Dolly or Tuck was there, uh, you know, wasn't able to get a stick on the, sh- on, on the puck after,
0: uh, Oh, when he did that little back pass, I think that was actually, uh, Owen Power, honestly, that was driving. Oh, the power.
1: It was a power. Yeah. Yeah. Power oh, was that right that there on the forward.
0: doorstep. Yeah.
1: But yeah. You know, that's, Type of game Owen power plays. He plays a very confident game. He's not afraid to go to the net even as a defenseman. Like I, I just, you know, you're trying to cycle the puck to to draw that draw them in so you can free up the middle of that ice. And it's just for me, what are you guys doing? Like like you're down by two, get pucks on net, do exactly what Arizona did to start the game. Like Arizona understands what type of a hockey team they are. They're not a good hockey team. They're not a team that's going to cycle the puck beat you by cycling the puck and beat you in transition. They're a team that's going to get pucks to the net and hope it goes off a skater or a stick, which is precisely what happened to them tonight. They play with us. They played with a sense of urgency. We didn't play with any urgency tonight. You know, you just dropped two straight granted against two very good hockey teams in Carolina and Tampa Bay. And you go, you come back home, you should feel more comfortable here and you, you, you laid an egg. You, you laid an egg. Um, I, you know, in Comrie again, I mean, you can't fault them for any of that tonight. Like, what, what is he supposed to do on those goals? You know, Arizona's putting pucks on net and they're getting good deflections. They're, like, you know, and the thing is, you don't have to play with an edge in order to go to the net and stay in front of it. Sam Reinhart made, you know, made his money in this league by standing in front of the net and deflecting pucks and picking up loose pucks and scoring. Like, like look at Jeff Skinner. That's how he plays his game. He plays this game with a little bit of an edge. Like, he sits in front of that, and that's how he's. Scored over 30 of his 40 goals that year with Eichel. He was just parked in front of the net, just pick you know, picking up trash, you know, you know, deflecting pucks, and then knock, you know, knocking in rebounds. Like that, that's what you have to do in this league. You're not going to score score every time in transition or again off the rush. You know, cycling in the offensive zone. sometimes you just got to hope to get lucky, throw a puck on net and crash. And Buffalo just did not play with that kind of urgency tonight.
0: Yeah, and uh, to me it does kind of beg the question if uh, Darlene was questionable at best to come back in this game and you knew you weren't going to come in with the energy that you needed, why why would you play him at all and risk potentially injuring him to the point that he could be a non-factor against, you know, arguably much more important teams to make a statement against in Vegas and Boston this week. You know, if you, if you know that that's like the level of effort that your team is, if like, that's like what was foreshadowed by the practice the day before. And you know that that's the kind of energy that you're going into this game with. And, you know, let, let's not, you know, let's not sugarcoat it. You know I mean? You go into a night against the Arizona Coyotes in a much different mindset than you do against a division rival or just a team that you just have an actual level of avarice towards. It's the fucking Arizona Coyotes. Like, you think you can phone it in, and they proved you wrong tonight. But more to the point, if you knew that that's the level of excellence that you were setting to go into it, don't risk making Darlene's nagging injuries worse. Like, what are you doing? He's – the best fucking defenseman on the team. And without him, and if he's out of the equation, you have a hobbled Ilya Labushkin and a 19 year old Owen power. You're just going to get steamrolled for the entire month of November. If Darlene has to sit for a legitimately long time, like you gotta be careful. So I don't know. I just feel like, I mean, I, I don't know, maybe it was just the pressure that uh, Josh Allen's questionable. They didn't want to sit down lean, too. They didn't want Buffalo to, you know, I don't know, have to call a hotline, but Jesus, that was just fucking rough. But um Canton
1: yeah. Granado needs to show some emotion with the law. Stop coddling these guys. Players can can learn to accept lost just as long as just as they can learn to earn wins um and i if you watch the post game uh granado didn't um mince any words he flat out held his players accountable tonight um he said he doesn't care what the stats say um and, and he also alluded to the you know yesterday's practice as you know they had a bad practice and it showed out there tonight and you know said he's not gonna sit there and make any excuses They weren't prepared to play hard in the areas they needed to to win, and that, you know, is a direct reflection on their inability to get bodies than that, get pucks than that, you know. And I know it sounds like I'm, I, it's like the fifth time I've said it since we've gone live. It's true though. Like like I just, that's why you lost tonight. It wasn't for an inability to create offensive chances. It's just those weren't the type of goals you were going to score tonight, and. Um, you needed to get pucks to the net and bang home a rebound or get a deflection, much like the way Arizona did. Their goaltender, the goaltender saw way too many shots. Like clear, like you know, he there like no screens. Um, you know, he clear, uh, clear, clear a uh, line sight or sights of line or line sights, whatever you how, how you want to, however the hell you want to say it. Um, you know, you know, he never had to struggle or fight through a screen to, to mm-hmm. find a puck. And um, you got to make it tough on a goaltender like that, you know, especially when you are the more skilled hockey team. You are like, you are much more talented than Arizona, the Arizona coyotes. And you you know, you got outclassed tonight. You did, you know, you you got outclassed by a team who wanted to win a hockey game more than you did. And um, you have to be willing to show some urgency in certain areas of the game. Uh, when you want to win and if you're not willing to go to the net to take a beating. And again, you don't have to be that guy. You don't have to be a guy that plays an edge to do that. You just got to want it more and you want to want to win that bad to go to the net and, you know, get willing to get hacked, cross check in the back, you know, you know, you know, take that beating to possibly create a scoring chance or help, you know, put the puck in the back of the net. Again, Mm -hmm. we had two pucks go off our own players tonight in the net. Tonight, you know, uh, I think two of them against the, on Dylan Cousins. And what yeah. was the one? Uh, the first one was like on uh, Owen Power.
0: First one was Owen Power playing it off the wall. It bounces off his skate just enough that Kale Clay can't read yeah. the wall, pay, wall play and then it just ends up on Larson Krause's stick.
1: Yeah, it's, it's just uh, an awkward play. Unlucky yeah. play. But then the, they followed up with their next two goals, you know, just sending guys the net creating, creating some confusion, some havoc in front in the high slot and pucks went off Dylan Cousins skates, you know, like, you know, yeah. again, you can't fault Dylan Cousins for wanting to get into a shot lane, but sometimes that happens when you, when that ha- when, when when you try and block a shot or get into a shot line or take a man out. Like that's what yeah. happened because they had men in front of the net. You sent your, your wingers and your centermen are trying to take them out of the play and in doing so, they got in the way of the shot deflection in the back of your net. That's like Arizona understands that's the type of hockey team that they need to be if they want to win hockey games this year. And they did that tonight, and they won because of it. And, you know, you know, I commend them. You know, that's what I wanted. That's what I should have gotten out of my hockey team tonight, and I didn't.
0: Yeah, um, and I mean it's a, it's a double whammy because when you're not driving that lane in the front of the net, And you're just taking shots from the outside. You know, one, obviously the goalie's going to save it because he can see it all the way. But then when he can see it and save it all the way, he's also not giving up a fucking rebound, which doesn't even matter because if no one's in front of the net to get that rebound, a rebound is useless. So it worked. So it just, it's just everything you don't want to be doing. You get someone in front of the net regardless you know the best case scenario is that all the goalie can really do is just hope that their body's in the right spot it bounces off their shoulder bounces off their chest and then a jeff skinner patricka type is standing on the fucking doorstep with those slick hands ready to bury it like that's what you got to do you know you, you can't you can't just rip 90 mile an hour wristers from far angles and beat a goalie four times a night it really? worked once but you can't do it all night. And I guess that's going to bring me to two thoughts that I had all night. One, what is Jack Quinn doing on the fourth line with Gergensen and Oxposo? Not to say that Gergensens and Ocposo are bad players, but the kind of game that they play fundamentally does not complement what Jack Quinn does in any way, shape, or form. So to have him there does not make any sense. It doesn't further Quinn's development. And if that's the only place you can see him right now, it honestly – and I hate to say it – it would make more sense to sit him for a night and put Hinnestroza in that role because Hinnestroza actually provides value in a complementary game on a line with Gergen and Poso.
1: I, I I think that Henestrosa tonight would have been a good guy to have in your lineup because – He is the type of player that's going to go to the net. He's going to try and score those goals that you saw go in the back of the net uh, for Arizona. Like he's going to be willing to take a beating and get in the more dirty areas of the ice to 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 try and try and score. Like he understands that he's not a finesse player. He's not a guy like Donny or Tage Thompson, or like even Alex Tuck. You know, Alex Tuck isn't more finesse. He can be finesse, but he's more just a great, better all around player. But, like, he understands his value and why he's here. He understands why he was brought back. And that's the type of guy I think I, sh- I want to see on the ice when we play Vegas tomorrow night, right? Like, I mean, like, I, I don't need Casey Middlestat anymore, man. Like, I just don't. Like, I'm so sick of watching Casey Middlestack get knocked off in a hockey box. I am so sick and tired of watching hockey Casey Middlestack get out-muscled on the boards, behind the net, in the middle of the ice. Like, How much longer are we going to sit here and watch this guy? What, we're going to keep around because he can win a face-off? It's stupid. Like, It's dumb. I-, I can't stand that he's even on the power play anymore. Literally, the only reason he's on that second unit because he's a face-off guy. That's literally the only reason, and it is getting so asinine to watch this guy. And I do not care what the analytics say. Like I was, uh, I, you know, I was talking to Joey cons earlier today. And I said, you know, I, I understand analytics. You know, I've said this a thousand times. I understand analytics. I respect them. And I understand that they tell you things about a player that you maybe wouldn't realize uh, without analytics, but arguing with somebody about analytics is like arguing with somebody who about the color of the sky? you could, they're going to sit there and tell you because of wavelengths and whatever, you know, the color spectrum, whatever it is, that the color is purple, but you along with every other fucking person in the world sees blue. That's what it's like with arguing somebody who looks at hockey through that lens. It's like, you see it through that, that lens of numbers and graphs rather than people who have literally experienced the game firsthand in their entire life and just watch the guy. He goes, That guy isn't engaging physically. That guy isn't engaging in front of the net. That guy isn't willing to help a teammate along the boards dig out a loose puck because he's too much of a wussy to go in there and and get hurt and take a beating. That's what I can't deal with when it comes to Casey Middlestad, and that's why I want to see more Vinny Henestrosa because Vinny Henestrosa is a guy who's going to go make those plays. Vinny Henestrosa is a guy who's going to take that beating. Like Casey's not that guy. He's just not. I don't care what the face-off percentage is. I don't care what the analytics say. I, I don't even think the analytics are very much in that favor of him over the last handful of games. But, like, for me, I'm just over it. I'm over it. I'm tired of seeing this guy get get get, get second-line power play minutes. I'm sick and tired of this guy, you know, seeing him in and out of your top six or even your top nine. He is a bottom-line player at best right now. That's how he's performing. Either put him down there or put him up in the press box and put, put players out there who are, are going to play like they have a pair and go out there and do the things necessary to win a hockey game.
0: Yeah, no, that was actually going to be my immediate follow-up question is uh, what the fuck has Casey Middlestad done to merit top six time? Because at the beginning of this game – have. We, what do you
1: think we, about Casey me in the rotator. the other guy. I, I didn't see that comment, but I apologize. Yeah. Uh, you're gonna brought that up my comment. Uh, yeah,
0: because I mean I complete I mean I've been trying to be a little bit less harsh on Casey. You know, I know that he's had his you know injury setbacks in years past. I wanted to I I wanted to try to give him the benefit of the doubt here. But yeah, we're about you know we're about 13 games in here. And I honestly agree. I think one. Because the fourth line is in desperate need of a legitimate center. And no one can really argue that Casey Middlestad is not, you know, a center that can win faceoffs, which is exactly what Cody Eakin did. But if anyone is going to teach Casey Middlestad how to fucking battle for pucks, how to get hard on the forecheck, how to not be a fucking soft body, it's Zemgis Gergensen's and Kyle Posa because they are not going to fucking carry his ass around. They are going to force his ass to get to fucking work. So, Yeah get Jack Quinn off the fourth line where he's literally doing no good for anybody and put Casey Middlestat down there because I want to watch him prove that he deserves top six time. And the way that he can start proving that is making that fourth line grinder line, you know, not just be Kyle Arposo and Simonson's and whatever 13th guy they decide to rotate in that night, like make Casey fucking earn his keep and i get that you want to like reward the guy for sticking around for some of the worst years that we've had in recent memory he's been here for what like upwards of 5 years now i get that i completely understand that but at the same time this is a team where you get what you earn and i haven't seen him earn it this year he's just getting this he's just getting these looks by virtue of veterancy just because he's been here longer than some of these kids like Krebs and Cousins and honestly you know i like i like i love what i see out of Dylan Cousins every single night more than I've seen anything Casey Middlestad has done all fucking year. And this is coming off a game where two of the four goals came off of Dylan Cousins' fucking skates because he's in the lane that you're supposed to – when you're playing defense, you want that guy in front of the fucking net making sure nobody else is going to crowd that area. Dylan Cousins is where he's supposed to be. He just had the unfortunate you know, situation of the ship bounce right off his skates into the net where he's standing directly in front of Comrie and screening him. Like There's nothing he could really do about that. But, you know, I'm not going to knock the guy for being where he's supposed to be. But, yeah, fucking put Casey Middlestat in the center of the fourth line between Kyle Ocposo and Zemeckis Gergensen's two fucking leaders that's going to teach him how to fucking lead because that's what you want and, and him
1: to be. Middlestat to be a leader at this point. Like, I just need him. Like, I, I am – it's so – he's a former eighth overall pick. It's clear as day he's never going to live up to that. Um, I just need him to go out there and be an average – bottom six player and he's barely doing that right now. And I'm just, I'm tired of the experiment. I, I would much rather have, uh, you know, again, a Vinnie Hennestros in lineup, a Rasmus basketball, and a guy who guys who are going to, you know, do their best along the board or in front of e- either net to, to, to make their presence felt. And, you know, Casey just fucking, isn't that guy. And just, I'm done. I'm done with it, man. Like, you know, how much longer I sit here and watch this guy just waste a roster spot on this hockey team.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, what's Savoy up to? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I mean, come on.
1: Yeah, what's
0: yeah. what's fucking Brandon Biro up to? Because that is a kid who is hustling hard in Rochester. Like, there is no drought of offensive talent in the pipeline here. Like, Casey Middlestat should be acutely aware that, like, even on this team of 13, his job is not secure. But even if we're not putting Henestrosa in your place – Savoy, Yuri Kulik, Brendan Byro is proving to be incredibly good down there. Like he's one of the strongest fucking forwards. Maybe they want to give Linus Weisbach a fucking look. I don't know. Maybe they just want to put Big Brett in front of the net on the fourth line with Gergensen and Akposo again. I don't know. But something's got to give with this kid, and I'm just again, I'm not seeing the urgency. Like I, I just don't know, man. Like. Yeah. Like, what's the point? Like, we we learned with Cody Eakin, you can't just win faceoffs. That can't be the one thing you do. No, you have to bring more to the fucking table.
1: Yeah, I, I, I'm just again, I'm just so over the like the Casey Middlestat thing. Like, I don't know how much longer we got to sit here and be subjected to this crap. You know, that that's a player that nearly needs to play with more urgency, and he just doesn't. And He's constantly shows up to camp on, you know, I mean, for me, in my opinion, undersized. Um, He's a guy that's been in the league for a while now, still still float under 200 pounds. Like, again, he's not like a very tall built guy, but like if you want to survive in this league, you got to be able to like protect the puck better than he does and. He's just so undersized and, um, I, I, just, I, I just don't know anymore. I am just done with it. You're eating you now. tomorrow night. We got the Vegas golden Knights. Um, Jack Eichel returning to Buffalo for the second time since the big trade. And I said it in the two goalies on Mike chat earlier. Like he is on fire right now. There's no denying it. Um, I personally had him at around a 90 to 100 points before the season even started, and I think he's right on pace for that. And I uh, he's looking really good there in between uh, Stevenson and uh, Mark Stone. That looks like one of the league's best lines, if like a top three, top five line in the league right now. Um, and they're really driving their success. And he's coming to Buffalo um, knowing. I think now knowing and expecting the type of reaction he's going to get from the fans. So that won't come as like a culture shock to him, but you know, maybe he's going to play with a little bit of a chip on his shoulder because he got that type of treatment. And I can tell you right now, the fans are not going to hold anything back. No way. Especially after the comments. I mean, granted the comments were last season. That's still fresh in everybody's minds. You, you know, between now and tomorrow, you're gonna to see a lot of chatter about that on social media and in the media. And I fully expect the same exact treatment of Jack Eichel, you know, tomorrow night.
0: And it's actually I, I don't mean to correct you, but it is Thursday night, not tomorrow
1: night. Oh, I'm sorry, Thursday night. I apologize. Yeah. Thursday night. Let's 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 not
0: confuse the viewers here. I apologize. Thursday night, mandatory <laughs> viewing kids. There's
1: I a, a night. I apologize.
0: ESPN I apologize. plus Hulu game, by the way. Oh, so,
1: fantastic. Yeah. Uh, yeah
0: so, so in case you didn't already know, now maybe you know. So we'll steal somebody's on. password.
1: Hulu will so, probably be on yeah. commission again for the first period like it was last time. It's, it was great. Um, but, yeah, you're gonna you're, he's going to get booed a lot. He's going to get called an asshole. He's going to, you know, the fans are not going to forget. And he's going to get treated like this for a while. But here's the thing. You, 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 you can't do that. And then not have your team not show up to play, you're gonna look like the clown, a clown show. So um, they need to like a look in the mirror after tonight. Take the next 24 hours, regroup, um, decide what type of hockey team they want to be from here on out, and be that hockey team. When I say figure out what type of hockey team, are you gonna try and be the cute team that you were tonight? That you know, I'm sorry, we're just not there yet. Uh, we're, we're not that team quite yet. Um, or do you want to be the team that's going to play harder in the grittier areas of the ice to win hockey games and score goals? You know, not? Everything's going to be a highlight, real goal. Not everything's going to be a one-timer in trans. You know what I mean? You're not going to score off the rush every time. Sometimes you just got to do what the coyotes did tonight and you got to decide right now, if that's the team you're going to be there this season, or if you're going to constantly make fans pull their hair out of their heads as you try try to cycle the puck, um, you know play in transition and just fail over and over and over again. Um, you know, take a look in the mirror, figure that out, and show up on Thursday night, and you know, play play a better hockey game. <laughs> I, I, I mean, that's all I could say is play a better hockey game than whatever was to, whatever that was tonight.
0: Yeah, uh, looks like our buddy Captain Mayhab has another cup question down here uh what do we think of economy's overall play this season i don't have the advanced stats but he appears to be better to, to karski yeah he's definitely better to, than Dakarski. um yeah i mean again he's he's been quoted as wanting the harder matchups not saying that tonight was one of the harder matchups but like he wants to be thrown into the fire he wants those shitty road games where you're up against elite talent he wants He wants to be put in bad situations and also, you know, he's going to be playing more games than Craig by virtue of Craig being 41 years old. Uh, But yeah, ultimately again, a night like tonight, two of the goals were off unfortunate bounces that he, no goalie of the world is stopping any of those. Um, The third one was just a classic screenshot. You know, you can't stop a puck if you just fundamentally can't see it. And that's exactly what the coyotes were trying to do. So I can't, and then obviously the fourth one, he wasn't even in the net, So you can't really, you really can't fault him for that one. So, you know, tonight I can't really speak on his play, but you know, he did make, say he did make, some, and that's ultimately like the big thing that's touted about him is that like he saves you those expected goals. You know, he, he can make those big stops. He can come up big when you need him to, you know, there have definitely been a couple games where there's maybe one where I'm like, he probably wants that one back. But a lot of the goals that I've seen him let in this year, they're usually ones where it's like, you know, Hashik at his prime would have had a hard time with mm-hmm. on that one. And even he might not have stopped it, you know? So, so yeah, ultimately, yeah, I do think Connery is a vast improvement over what we've seen in a few years past. Like he's definitely better than Hutton. He's definitely better than Dell. He's definitely better than Tukarski. Uh, But I mean, yeah, that, that was his ninth start. And th- th- you know, for him i will i will allow those excuses to be valid because again all the first two goals were weird bounces that literally no goalie in the world is going to stop the third one was a classic screenplay that the whole point is you're not going to be able to see it so you're not going to be in position so you know the other team did exactly what they're supposed to do and by that virtue there's nothing you can do about it but yeah overall i i'm not i'm not alarmed or concerned about Comrie really, you know what I mean? Again, the games that he's played have all been high scoring affairs for both sides. So that's why his numbers on paper kind of look like shit. But when you actually watch the guy play, like he's where he needs to be 99% of the time. And a lot of the goals that he's been on the receiving end of are just kind of, you know, goals that the overwhelming majority of goaltenders in this league are going to let in just like he did. Uh, there there have been, like, I could maybe count on a hand that are like, oh, buddy, you got to stop that, which is, like, far away, far away from, like, what we would see from Tokarski or Dell or something. We'd be like, how? How do you let that in? Like, it, you know, the beach ball memes that you'd see all the time. Like, that's the shit that we were doing <laughs> in years past. And we're not quite getting that with Comrie. But, yeah, no. I mean, yeah, I, the numbers can be deceiving. But yeah, I'm not I'm not I'm not overall super concerned with uh Connery as a goaltender. I just think you know this is his first full season having that openings having that starting job. Um, and I just think it's gonna take him a sec to really find his groove. And obviously, I think not having the full decor at you know optimum efficiency is also, you know, affecting his game, as it would any goalie. Dwayne. Yeah, I uh
1: I look at Comrie's game, and he's making the saves he should be making. Like, tonight, you know, he had a, he had a, a couple goals. Like, what is he supposed to do there? You know what I mean? Like, again, Arizona played a game where they're throwing pucks on net and hoping hoping what happens is exactly – hoping for, for to happen, what exactly ended up happening. Pucks going in and off either a Sabres sticker skate or one of their own. That's what happened. You know, it's tough for a goaltender to react that quickly to a deflection happening in real time in front of you like that. And, um, again, I I, I have all the faith in the world in Comrie. He's he's played more than well enough for this team to win every night. Um, You know, same thing with with Andy. Um, Both goaltenders are not the issue here at all, Um, I think. Which is nice to say. Yeah, it's very nice to say. It's been a while since we've been able to feel like that about our goaltending, but uh, you just need a solid, you know, a 60 minute effort uh, here on Thursday night against the Vegas Golden Knights, who are coming in. Just uh, I think they've just won their, I want to say it's six, either six or eight in a row, something like that. So um, with that being said, y- y- you know you can't you can't show up and expect the, to win the way you thought you were going to win tonight. Uh, You got to go out there and play a hard-nosed hockey game, much like you did when you beat Vegas last year uh, in a game that I truly believe changed the culture of this, of this organization. Um, So you expect, if you expect to uh, come out successful Thursday night, even, even, even with the game being at home, you're on a national stage with ESPN again. And, you know, I guess you can call it a national stage if you subscribe to the apps, but, yeah, probably. excuse me. Uh, but with that being said, you, you have to come ready to play, which, I mean, I feel like that's common sense, and be ready to win in areas that you weren't willing to win in tonight, and that's the dirty areas in front of the net, behind the net, in the corners, you know, take a beating to, to make a play. And uh, if you want to win a hockey game on Thursday night against one of the hottest teams in the NHL, those are the things you're going to have to do. Uh, because they are much more talented than you.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, uh again, I, I think because everybody in that, not just Jack Eichel, but the whole the whole team kind of knows what to expect this time around. They know that, it, you know, the energy is just going to be at a whole other level, and they've been playing their game, you know, at the level that we've normally seen Vegas play at. Um, I, th- I think they're going to be much more ready for it this time around. Uh, because, I mean, this the, the team that we saw last March was a struggling Vegas Golden Knights team that was genuinely questioning whether or not they might make the playoffs. And as mm-hmm. we saw, they didn't uh, yeah. at the end of all of that. Um, so, you know, they, they were a team, it, I, I don't want to say like an existential crisis, but they were definitely having a little bit of an identity crisis yeah. at that time. Uh, but this is definitely a team that uh, has shit dialed in as of right now. Pretty much every single person you want to see be active is active. I mean, you know, they're, you know, they're everybody on the blue line is where you want, you know, Alec Mm -hmm. Martinez, Petrangelo, McNabb, Theodore, Haig, White Cloud. You know, that first line, as you already quoted, is still absolutely insane. A second line of Carlson, Martha Show, and Smith. Uh, And just, yeah, just that fucking, that really impressive fourth line that's kind of, Definitely give Buffalo some fucking grief of Nicholas Roy, Keegan Colasar, and Will Carrier. I love like Keegan Colasar. Yeah, I fuck love Keegan Colasar. Fuck Keegan Colasar. That's a yeah, player
1: like him. Yeah, or. that's
0: that. That's just something else to consider too. they yeah. you're just you're going to have to play a much more physical game than you've had to play against pretty, pretty much, much any want, team.
1: Why I want to see a guy like Juan Estroza back in the lineup? Not that he's a huge answer to a Keegan Colasar. Yeah,
0: but he's not. A, he's not afraid to get at it.
1: Yeah, he's not afraid to get after it. And uh, you know, we need guys like him in the lineup. We expect to stand a chance against Vegas. So and you definitely needed to go into that game with some momentum, which you didn't after tonight. So uh any final thoughts, Steve, before we sign off here.
0: Yeah, I know I know Donnie likes to be a nice guy, but I honestly hope that he skates this team fucking hard. Because I I I, I think I, I agree with our buddy Captain Ahab here. I think there do need to be some consequences for losing a game like that in a fashion like that. I think, and I think, and if they're not hold, like I'm sure every single individual player is holding, you know, holding their, hanging their head down in shame. Like they know that that's yeah, not I mean, their well, game. They they not- but I think that as a group, they need to, you know, take their lumps, mm-hmm. you know, skate some suicides, just get fucking dogged and just, you know, put in that work. Because yeah, obviously you're going to play against the Vegas Golden Knights, and that's a big statement game. But then uh, two nights later, guess what? You're playing against the Boston Bruins, and they're just the opposite side of that yeah. coin on the Eastern side. And guess what? They play fucking physical too. So get ready to get get ready to get hit. Get ready to throw a hit. Get ready for a scrap to turn into a tilly. Don't shy away from it. This is going to be a hard. Fu- these are going to be some hard games, and these are going to be the kinds, of, you know that and. I hate I hate saying it, but it's true. These are statement games. This is what's going to set you apart from just being another team that's going to be on the outside looking in, or a team that could really go for it. At the very least, be in the hunt. You know, constantly be chomping at somebody's heels. You know, making them worried that, oh, if I lose one too many games, they just might steal that spot come April. I I don't want to, you know, and right now we're almost at a five hundred record. You know, we're seven and six right now. Yeah. five three fourteen points five three eight and 13 games yeah. like this is where the slump usually happens for buffalo and that's why come new year's day we're already mathematically eliminated pretty much yeah we can't like prove to us that you're a different team by getting the w's when we don't expect you to get the w's by being the better team we know that overall your opponents are just better more experienced players yeah. we're not stupid We understand this, but that doesn't mean that you can't be the better team on one night, which is exactly what Arizona just did. We know that they're a shittier team from top to bottom than Buffalo, but they were in fact the better team tonight. So you need to go embarrass Vegas and Boston the same way you just got fucking embarrassed tonight. And if you're not coming in with that energy, sit in the fucking press box. I don't want you, I don't want you lacing up. Yeah,
1: I one thousand percent agree. I, uh, I, 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 you can't afford to put, you know, have another effort like tonight against Vegas. Uh, there's gonna be so much energy in that arena. The fans are gonna show up for you, without a doubt, on Thursday night, for obvious reasons. That that at, that arena is gonna have a ton of energy in it, a lot of cheering, and a lot of booing. So you can't you I mean not not saying that they would they've been using they would use that as an excuse, but you guys need to feed off that energy and you guys need to need to translate that on the ice and just go out there and win a hockey game. Grind it out, you know, be physical, uh, win puck battles. Don't worry about, you know, make you know you know, making the fancy play or being too cute, trying trying to make that extra pass. Get pucks on net. And, and crash, you know what I mean? Bang at rebounds, like that's the biggest reason why you lost tonight. Is you know the Arizona Coyotes were willing to do that tonight, and you weren't. It's just it was the one the one thing that I watched in that game is outside of just seeing us completely embodied in the neutral zone and not winning puck battles there, not not being able to enter the zone cleanly, um, you know, and even exiting our own zone. It was just it was funny to watch sometimes. But um, you have to, have to, have to play a hard-nosed blue-collar game on Thursday if you expect to come out of that with a win. Um, but with that being said, Steve, um, any predictions for Thursday night?
0: Uh, yeah, um, I think that's going to be the first game of ours that finally goes to overtime. I uh, I mean, every single other matchup this year has been uh, – actually, wait, no – did we get a I think we got a one one game went to overtime, right? The Chicago game I want to say? Have we, won, uh, we won that in overtime. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's going to be the second one that goes to overtime and we I don't know. I mean uh I want I, w- I want to hear some good I I honestly don't know. It could it could really go either way at this point. I think uh I think that's a team that Buffalo knows that you just absolutely cannot lose a game against now or pretty much ever again while Jack Eichel is a part of that team. Like you're just not allowed. You have to like,
1: at least come just- out and, and, skate your, and skate your balls off and really maximum effort, right? Give 110%, you know, all the cliche yeah. things. Like you, that, that has to be on full display on Thursday night. So you, you definitely don't want to give the effort you gave tonight uh, in a game as important to fans as, as what Thursday night's going to be. So with that being said, uh, Steve – Thanks for hopping on, bud. Uh, it's always a pleasure. Remember, guys, this is brought to you by Outlet Liquor, the place to buy a case over on George Boulevard. Boulevard. Get over to Outlet Liquor for your Sabres game night and Bill's game day needs. Uh, yeah. Get better, Josh Allen. Um, you know, and let's just put this one in the rearview mirror, and uh, I'll hang up and listen, and let's go Sabres.